Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bingetown TV. We are back with our coverage of Showtime's Dexter's New Blood with episode eight titled Unfair Game. It's the day after Christmas. Me and Jimmy woke up at our parents' house. We watched it early in the morning. We are fresh off the watch. I mean, literally 10 minutes ago. So we're ready to rock. This is an instant reaction, an actual instant reaction. Literally, we finished five minutes ago, 10 minutes ago, and we are ready to go. Yeah, usually we watch on Sunday nights. I mean, let's just talk about the way that Showtime is doing this. It's it's kind of interesting. They're they're letting people, if they want, watch at nine as if it was Game of Thrones airing at nine o'clock and everyone's dying to watch it. Or you wake up in the morning and watch it whenever the hell you want, which is very interesting. I didn't realize they were doing that until about three or four episodes ago because we have so many shows we want to watch me and my girlfriend on Sundays we watch Succession and Insecure and everything and they all kind of air at the same time and we just checked early one time and it was on and we were like what I've never seen that I actually did know that that was happening because I saw someone turn it on early on the first episode and I was like what but I mean I kind of like usually just sticking with the time when it was supposed to drop you know, doing the Game yeah. of Thrones thing. And, you know, here it is, 9 o'clock, Dexter. But, I mean, the last couple of weeks, we've been doing it 8 o'clock, 7 o'clock, just to get it a l- done a little bit early. But we needed to do it for the pod, and we d- we watched it early, and uh, I'm happy. This is a good episode. Yeah, it was. It was a good episode, but it also, like, infuriated me multiple times because it's almost just like, wh- how are you going to explain any of these things away? It's so messy. I think it's, it's so unbelievably messy. I think this has to mean that it's done. I really do. I think that after this season, it has to be done. Way too many loose ends. Like I said, unless Angela really doesn't let anybody else know that she's looking into Dexter and maybe she dies or something, not by Dexter's hand, then that's the only way it could be explained away. But even with this revelation of this episode, we finally got Dexter telling Harrison he was born in blood and yeah. After eight episodes of being frustrated and stressed and and mad at Dexter for not saying anything, he finally let it loose. He finally said it. I thought this episode was going to end before the reveal of him saying it, but I'm glad we got it. But I just can't imagine that two more episodes and then going into another season, they're going to have a full season of Dexter and Harrison being like a tag team. I can't I just can't imagine that. Yeah, I mean. I should just give them props because I'm kind of rooting for Angela, right? I'm rooting for people looking for Dexter. I don't know why. And I think that's actually a really good job by the writers to make Angela likable enough to be like hyped that she's kind of getting there. I don't know. I what think, is he, an anti-hero? What is yeah, he? Like, what do people an call anti-hero, him? Yeah. Anti-hero. Mm-hmm. Vigilante. Yeah. I don't know. I'm rooting for Angela. I think that this is the two things. I kind of want it out of the season, right? Like you kind of want Dexter to have some clout by the end of this. You kind of want people to be like, he's the most notorious killer of all time. But then, you know, there's the crazies in the world. I mean, I know we're all of us tuning in and listening to this pod love Dexter, right? But there's the crazies in the world that are like, yeah, like that would root for Dexter, even though he's killed hundreds of people, you know, because he's only killing bad people. Yep. Wait, let me ask you a question. I was thinking about this. How many good people has Dexter killed any like by accident like people just like caught in the crossfire I know people have died because of him like Rita Deb like just getting caught in the middle of things but any like that he had to kill because season five about to get caught well season five episode one when he's mad and he's 
grief stricken. He kills the guy in the bathroom out of nowhere just because he's pissed. So yes. that guy definitely didn't meet the code. Not saying he that guy was or wasn't good. Who knows? We didn't get a chance to know. And that's the whole point of the code. You have to know. I mean, LaGuardia had to die because, but it was Deb who killed her. But LaGuardia isn't bad. Oh She's the, the cop trying to, you know, she found out on Dexter. Um, Who else? Uh, Dokes. You know, oh again, <laughs> Dexter wasn't the one to actually kill him, though. But he was going to. It ended up being that Lila ended up doing the dirty work for him. And same with Deb. So, you know, I mean, I don't know if by his hand, besides the guy from season five, that he's killed anyone, quote unquote, good. But LaGuardia and Dokes are huge casualties. Dexter is absolutely at the point where he's not going to kill Angela or anybody like no, that to no. cover it up. You know what I mean? Like, he's never been in that game. It just so happens to have worked out for him. Christ. But. Okay, let's just get into there's two separate stories, maybe three, you want to say. So there's um, Dexter is in the truck with this hick man and he's hunting him down the whole episode. Right. And he's just like tracking blood everywhere in the woods. Then there's Angela getting information from Logan, getting information from the um, guy at the morgue, the autopsy doctor or whatever you call him, corner. (laughs) And then um, and then, of course, Harrison and uh, Mad Daddy, Mad Daddy just being the ultimate creepy old dude. And mm-hmm. Harrison just like needing that like he has so many daddy issues. He just needed that connection so bad that he was willing to be like, go to like 80 different locations with this yeah. monster that his dad's been telling him do not hang out with him. I don't know. I mean, it, it was a really good episode. I just think that all of the Dexter stuff is so messy. Yeah, there's not much to say about the Dexter story up until he gets to Kurt's place, except for the fact that he's fighting against the Joker. The Joker has joined the Dexter canon. He's here. You want to know how he got his scars? <laughs> um, it was cool. Very drawn out. You know, 43 minute episode, 35 it for Dexter's sake was him running in the snow from the Joker. And got shot in the leg. I thought it was really badass. He gets into the summer camp and he's like, the night's my time. And, you know, yeah. Dex is a freaking man. Once he gets into something like that, he's going to take the guy down. It was a badass takedown through the mirror, puts the knife through him. But like you said, his blood's all over the place. He's messed up. He was just in a car crash. The car crash is ridiculous. He's going flying through the window. So he's got a leg <laughs> wound. He's got wounds from going through a window. He's got... Most of the episode, his whole half of his right side of his face is purple. So, I mean, no one can see him and be like, hey, Jim, what's going on? What the hell happened to you? Like, he can't really be in public right now. You think that, like, since it's a summer camp, right? You think people don't go there. You think in Jim's brain, he's like, I have till summer to clean this up or something. I mean, Dexter has had to do this before. If you think about, like, the season four when he has the dead body in the the punching bag in the boxing gym, you know, and he ha- he gets in the car crash and he forgets where he puts it. And the whole time he's like, oh, yeah. shit. Oh, my God. I, I got loose ends that. here. Yeah. And then you and then you find out that because he has to go do what he has to do. He puts it in the punching bag and he and he puts it back up in the ceiling and then he, he sees the dripping blood. And that's how he realizes it. So Dexter has done that before. And with it being freezing cold, it's not going to smell. There's probably time. It's Christmas to summer camp. 
I'm not thinking he's thinking till summer, but he's thinking, okay, I got to get right, to Harrison. Right, right. So at least I have till tomorrow, the next day, whatever to get rid of this body. But like you said, the summer camp got messed up, broken glass all over guy gets stabbed in the chest and Dexter's blood's all over the place. The snow probably doesn't matter because the snow, it'll get snowed on and melted, whatever. But Dexter put his blood in the summer camp floor on the um, yeah. doorknob. So, yeah. My only thing is like, so this hick guy that's hunting him is like a trucker, right? Nobody's going to miss joker. him if he's gone. Yeah, the joker. He's going to he's a trucker. So he's basically a nomad is what you could assume about him. But uh, but now Matt Daddy knows, obviously, if Dexter like overcame him and stole his truck. He's probably dead or dead somewhere just yeah. like so if he's missing Mad Daddy can kind of dredge it up and be like, hey, uh, hey this guy never showed up to Angela. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Like whatever. But um, I just wanted to say before we move on from the little hunt, the cross cutting, it's not wasn't, I wouldn't even consider it cross cutting because cross cutting kind of helps like heighten each scene. You know what I mean? Like at the parallels usually match and they I, I can't speak this morning. I'm brain dead from drinking for two weeks straight. But <laughs> basically, I just thought the director's uh, choices there. The sh- scenes were so short, cutting back and forth yeah. to each other. I just thought it was a very interesting choice. I don't know that it was effective for me or not. I, c- I can't really tell. I had to watch the episode again. I just know that I noticed it and was like, all right, let's just like stick with one and get yeah, there. Like, what the like, fuck is going on? Yeah, you're getting to yeah. a Harrison thing and you're like, all right. And then it's like, oh, now we're going to the Dexter thing and you're like, all right. Oh, we're back to Harrison. All right. Oh, you yeah. Know, like back and forth. Yeah. If you're done with the snow chase and the kill, I mean, the kill was sick. I love a, a knife to the chest. That's what I said. Right. Like yeah. A knife to the chest is what I need. Mm-hmm. Um. Then let's just talk about Harrison and Mad Daddy because I I hate it. Like, I hate it so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Again, this episode is one of those things where. It's not much to break down until certain things at the end. So the gist of this episode is that Matt Daddy is buttering Harrison up while he's killing time for the Joker to bring Dexter to the cabin so that Dexter can witness Harrison get shot in the back the way that Matt Daddy's been doing it to the women. Now we're on eight episodes. We have seen Matt Daddy again in the room where he's doing the ventriloquists. <laughs> You're not even laughing, <laughs> Kathleen. Goddamn. No, I, 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 I'm trying to listen to you. I'm yeah. like, I'm like, uh-huh. Like, <laughs> if you see the video, I'm like nodding along. Yeah, no, but he's doing it. the taxidermy women Oh, thing. ventriloquist. Yeah. Oh, my God. I didn't even, I could, I'm telling you, I'm brave that I didn't even tell <laughs> the I didn't yeah, even the, know the difference. I was like, yep, that's right. Ventriloquism. He's in, the, he's in the taxidermy room. And again, we haven't really seen anything come from that yet. Now we have two more episodes. I'm sure we will. But yeah, so. He's buttering him up the whole episode. He's just doing the father son thing, giving Harrison what he wants. You know, oh, this is my son's, you know, trophies. And then he takes him to the batting cages and Harrison's having a lot of fun at the batting cages, learning how to swing the bat for the first time. Everything that Dexter never did for him. And then we get the weird scene where he's taking the freaking balls to the to his side over and over. He's taking the punishment for all the rage he has and. Kurt's a weirdo and Harrison should have known that Kurt's a weirdo for letting it happen over and over Keep and over. Feeding you would, the machine. Yeah, you would literally think that after one or two, Kurt would be like, Harrison, stop. And, you know, obviously you called out that Harrison's getting closer and closer to the plate. He's taking the punishment on purpose. You think that Matt Daddy's like, Harrison, stop. You're fucking up my taxidermy body. How's my yeah, taxidermy right? going to look if it's got fucking welts all over it? 
Yeah, I don't know if he was actually going to taxidermy Harrison because he's not one of the girls. I don't really know what his trophy case is going to be like. Yeah, but I know. And Harrison, <laughs> it's a shame that, again, Harrison's like the trophy the, case. I like that. Yeah, the sins of his father. So Harrison was just a, you know, he probably did like Harrison. He, he kind of did say he liked him. And, you know, he's just doing it because he, he has to get back at Dexter. I have so many issues with the curveball function on that machine. Yeah. As a softball player growing up, it's like, I don't know. I was like, this just isn't it right. Just this just isn't you how over the curveball. And over and over. Yeah. Exactly, you have to stand on the plate. Right. Like he didn't move the machine. It wouldn't right. just like peg him. I don't know. Whatever. Especially the too, first uh, time critical. because he gets closer and closer. So you're like, all right, you can, you might be allowing it as it gets closer and closer, but the first peg should not happen because the, the batting, exactly. you know, the, the pitching machine does not aim to peg anyone. It just aims to throw a curveball or, you know, a strike down the middle or whatever it's set to. You know, I do like the parallels that they're doing if this is the final season of Fathers and Sons. I do yeah. like that a lot. And like kind of the legacy and like what you inherit from your from your father, or your mother, even like from your parents. Right. It's like, I mean, we're covering Winona Earp. It's kind of the same thing. Like legacy's the bitch. Right. Winona, she has to do all of these like terrible things. I mean, not really. She has to kill demons because of her ancestors, because right. of the wrong, the wrongs that their ancestors committed. She has to like have this burden now. And it's a little bit different. But because this is literally like blood and DNA and genetics. But I do like it because like Matt Daddy and Dexter are really both fucking sick in the head. And Matt, I like that Matt Daddy is taking it into his own hands. Like it's easier to watch that way. Like even you see in the preview for the next episode, which I actually really love because Angela's doing the same. Angela's keeping it close to the vest as well, because obviously Dexter's there for Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. And and she he shows up and it's like, hey, chief. And then he's like Harrison and does the gun point yeah, to him. And it's see like, you later, kid. <laughs> yeah. See you later, kid. Gun points like it's it's good. I like the mind games of it all. I think they're doing it really well. I just and I'm sure that Dexter's messiness is going to come back to bite him. It just like makes me mad because he's never been messy. He's messy because so. his brain is his mind's on Harrison and he's also yeah. rusty. But you said it last episode. I think Kurt is Matt. Daddy is someone that you don't get too often for Dexter to deal with. You know, it, he reminded you and me now of the Trinity killer where they know who each other are. They're both capable serial killers. You know, Matt Daddy has capabilities in other ways where he's a, he's the head of the town pretty much. He's powerful. He's rich. And he obviously has been doing his ventriloquism for a long time. You know, his taxidermy has been going <laughs> yeah. on for 25 years. So yeah. it is very interesting to have a Dexter villain that is capable, not just like, hey, I'm hunting you. It's I know who you are. You know who I am. And let's see who wins. And Kurt's going to be, you know, he exactly like I said, he got caught. He got let go. Now he's going to get on the table at some point. Let's really quick put we'll we'll save Angela for the end, because when we talk about Angela, that's yeah. end game shit. So now we're getting into the point where Dexter and Harrison and Matt Daddy's stories are, are converging. OK, so yeah, Harrison's at Kurt's cabin which i i don't even know still if it's a third house i think or it's, it's the, the same, same one, the upstairs level yeah the upstairs yeah. level um mm -hmm. yeah so he's cooking a venison he's he's giving him scotch getting him getting nice and hammered and trying to be the cool yeah. dad and harrison's eating that shit up and literally like how funny is it that the change 
Well, first of all, Dexter's texting Harrison saying it's dad. Don't trust Kurt. All capital letters. Harrison starts typing back. I guess Dexter, meaning the show, doesn't understand how iPhones work because the green, you know, you don't see the typing during a green little yeah. uh, text bubble there. But whatever. It's all good. But yeah, so Harrison does the most annoying thing ever. The thing you knew he was going to do. He puts it on airplane mode and, and Dexter's like shit. So he's taking his the longest drive that ever existed of all time to get to this cabin. Yep. And Harrison's mm-hmm. sitting there with Kurt. Kurt obviously has to check on Harrison because he's like, why is he outside? And, you know, he has to make sure he's not texting his dad or anything or texting anybody. And they have their conversation and Harrison's freaking loving it, man. And, you know, Kurt's saying, you know, I would never leave you and you're a good kid and we're different. But, you know, you have to do what makes you happy. And he's basically like, again, buttering Harrison up to what he wants from Dexter. And, and, and Harrison explains to Kurt that he wanted answers from Dexter. And now not only does he want answers, but he wants that connection. He's been looking for it this entire season and he's not getting it at all. He hasn't been getting it. And we talked about the therapy session. That was literally the epitome of what Harrison's saying right here, where he was just like, I want a connection. And Dexter's lying. He's holding shit back. He's showing no emotion. So, you know, he pushed Harrison right to Kurt. Now Harrison is literally loving Kurt. Next thing you know, Kurt just walks away and comes back in a freaking his kill suit with the gun. And Harrison's like, Jesus Christ. Okay. Now, again, I'm being super critical, but let's even go back to now, Kurt, right? Right. So Matt Daddy, first of all, calls Harrison. That's that's a paper trail. Breaks into the school. I mean, I guess they did have that conversation about cameras that there really aren't security cameras. So I guess they covered their ass there. But I mean, they're bopping around town. No matter what, I don't care if they're like back roads. Someone could have seen them together. And then he kills Harrison. Then, assumingly, he kills Dexter as well. Then what? Both of them are just gone. It's like they fled. Yeah. Maybe he frames Dexter. Well, no, I don't know. It's like, why? If I'm Kurt, I guess you say, oh, I called him to see if he was at work. Yeah. If he was working or something. Yeah. Guess, yeah. That's yeah. Because yeah. he does. That's how he starts the conversation. He says, are you at the diner? Where are you? And he could definitely yeah. talk himself out of it pretty much if he yeah, has to yeah, ever yeah. if he ever asked to talk about it to anybody. But we talked about this in episode one shows like Dexter, you know, that existed 10 years ago. And now it's more in modern times when people in general, yeah. even the viewers are smarter about how things work and how technology and everything has, has gotten you know, better, increased or whatever. The crime shows like these, especially with Dexter, where there's loose ends sometimes and he has to get away from suspenseful situations. They don't seem as real anymore. They don't seem more as realistic anymore. And you just have to understand you're watching a TV show and, and yeah. allow it, you know? Yeah, and it's like I've seen so many of these like crime shows like CSI, Criminal Minds, all that, that I'm like, oh, I could solve this. Yeah. Well, that's why Molly. Well, first of all, we didn't even see Molly this episode, which is upsetting. Yeah. But like Molly, who is a podcaster, can like figure this shit out because she is like a fake professional in these kind of things. right? Right. Like We have so much content in the world now and like access to information that it it really is hard to make shows like this bulletproof you know yeah like no not law no uh plot holes it's 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 really hard yeah sometimes i just need to talk it through because we just finished the episode and so like that kurt thing i just brought up as soon as i started talking about it, i'm like okay all right fine yeah <laughs> you know what i mean 
So Harrison sees Kurt. He doesn't know what's going on. Kurt's in his kill suit. He's got the gun. Harrison starts running. You know, you could see the pain in his eyes when he's being betrayed by Kurt, Matt Daddy. He puts the red light, the jeez, oh, I'm not a gun guy. This the um the aimer. Uh the, the snipe. <laughs> the, the laser the, sight. Yeah. Uh, no, what the fuck's that called? Keep this. This is funny. Yeah. We're dumb as rocks. Um the scope. Yeah, but this the I'm talking about the red light. The scope is what you look through, and the it's the laser sight or whatever. But um Kathleen, allow it. All right. So the laser sights <laughs> on on Harrison and he says, run just like he does to the girls. And the timing is perfect because Matt, daddy, Kurt thinks that he's saying, all right, get over here, Joker, get over here, bring Dexter over so he could see Harrison get shot. And Dexter can tell shit's hitting the fan. So he's banging on the horn, banging on the horn, just so Kurt knows that something's off. So he has to move the gun towards Dexter and not Harrison which that's very, yeah. very good. Then he points it at Dexter, shoots a couple times through the window. Dexter does enough to get Kurt, Matt, daddy to fall on his ass, drop the gun. It gets run over and then Kurt disappears. And I really did think that the episode was going to end at them hugging right here. I was ready yeah. to be frustrated because I didn't think we were definitely going to get this reveal of Dexter explaining the dark passenger to Harrison right now. I thought they were going to see each other run at each other, hug, and their story might be done, and maybe there's going to be a little Angela, and then it's over. But what's awesome is we do get a, a car ride, the truck ride, with Dexter and Harrison. And right here is when Dexter finally explains, you'll never have to be alone with your thoughts, these oh, dark thoughts. Sweet, yeah. Yeah. And it's funny. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about this a million times. It's funny because are you... Doing the right thing, definitely not by saying like you have these dark thoughts of, of violence and wanting to kill. So I'm going to help you do that versus like, let's get you some help. We have to help you get get this taken care of, you know. So but whatever. We know what it was going to be. Dexter explains that he has a dark passenger, too. He has these dark thoughts, too. He was born in blood as well. You'll never have to be alone again, Harrison. My dad helped me with my thoughts when I was your age. I'm going to help you with your thoughts. Harrison gives him the biggest freaking hug ever. And he got finally after eight episodes, exactly what he wanted. Harrison's happy. And last episode, we said, or I said, at least that I think the ending is going to be that Harrison finally gets to do a real kill the way Dexter trains him to do it. And then he says, I don't want this. This isn't what I want. It's tough right now to still think that because of the hug that Harrison right. gave Dexter. I agree. I agree. I agree. I think that there's still a chance, obviously, because Lumen was very similar where she was all in until it actually was done. And then she was like, OK, I'm out, you know, so there's still I just chance. think that I think that they're going to connect on the level like I, I now I think that Harrison is going to understand what Dexter like. I don't think he's going to flip the fuck out about Dexter and no, all his no. crimes. Nope. But I do think that they're both once they talk it through, they'll realize that Harrison isn't exactly like Dexter. He has the dark passenger, just not as like. He's not a sociopath like Dexter. I don't think like he right. still has all, all those feelings and everything. I don't know. I don't know. I guess we'll have to see. OK, so we get this reveal in the truck. We have a little bit of a trailer, so we know they're going to have another conversation. And obviously they have to have another conversation. So we're going to have hopefully an episode nine where everything gets explained. And Dexter's like, I am a serial killer. 
like he could be like, here's the podcast of the Bay Harbor Butcher. That's me. Or like he might not even start doing that because he might want to still protect Harrison from certain things. Like so Harrison can't get in trouble, but at least he's going to say I'm a killer. Okay, and from here is when we will get everything we want, because Harrison needs to tell us his story, too. So when Dexter says I am a killer, I have the same thoughts as you. My dad showed me the code. My dad has me killing bad guys and I never stopped doing it after your aunt Deb died. I stopped for 10 years, blah, 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 blah. Right. And Mm. At that point, Harrison needs to say, "Okay, here is my truth. Here is what I've been dealing with for my life. And he's going to we're going to have another John Lithgow cameo. He's going to tell us about his dark passenger. We'll see if he ever has killed. Otherwise, we'll hopefully get a real talk about Hannah, because at this point, I think she's definitely dead now. I'm done. No, Hannah's going to show up. Yeah, I'm, I'm done with that now. I think the only thing I really think could come out of that would be if Harrison says he killed her and I really don't think that's true either, that's not going to be the thing either. I really don't believe that. So you could get uh, a cute little flashback. Yeah. I mean, he could say like, I left her, like I was done with this whole thing. I was feeling like my dark passenger was bad and I don't want to like put her in the middle of it. So I kind of just left her and she can't come after me because she's a fugitive. So maybe, but I don't think she's actually going to show up on the show unless there's more seasons. Tell me we can get John Lithgow, but we can't get Hannah McCain. Well, actress. that's a flashback. I'm fine with a flashback. I'm saying she's not showing up in New York or anything. Fine. She's not. She's fine, she's but not. I'm mad. Yeah, I heard that. So <laughs> oh, she's so hot. Um, yeah. So two things. One. Well, first of all, I think you you very well said. I, I don't really have much to add besides that I just can't wait to see the Harrison and Dexter conversation. I hope it doesn't have to like wait till after Christmas. Like I hope they have the conversation when they get home. Like, what yeah. The fuck? Um, also three things, plot holes. Okay. One that smashed up car, driving that car yeah. smashed up with three, now three bullet holes in the window as if that's not like, ugh, ugh, ugh. like you can't yeah. just drive with bullet holes in the front window Two, mad daddy. Does he have a bunker in that snow somewhere? Where the hell do you go? Yeah, running away. Three. Um, not a plot hole, but me and Jimmy had the same exact thought at the same time. I mean, Rick on from Game of Thrones set set mm-hmm. the tone for set running away. Precedent. Zig yeah. fucking zag. What the hell? Like, mm-hmm. don't make that mistake. Everyone watched Game of Thrones. You know to zigzag. Someone's yep. shooting at you. You zigzag. It's insane. Every time, like, even in previous episodes where Matt Daddy's shooting at people, I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, right. Zigzag. Start rolling go to the, the left, go to the right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, know, like, at least, like, if they could shoot you on the leg. I would like, totally, I, I, I don't know what I would be like in real life, obviously. But in my head, oh. I would hope that I would be, like, purple hair girl. And I'd be like, if you're going to shoot me, then do it. To, shoot me in my face. Or, like, shoot me, like, to oh, my absolutely. face. Like, you know, like, I'm not running. If you're going to shoot me and you're going to kill me anyway, then. I mean, I'm not running on an open field like Rick on, you know, like there's no way. I mean, he purposely does that. So it's a straight up open field. You're not getting away from him. He's, he's just sniping you in the back. I just mean, like that was the, arrows, though. No, I'm talking about I'm talking about Kurt has them in an open field. Yeah, true. And the tree line true, true, is true. like far off where he knows he's going to get you. And I, and if I know I'm, I'm literally. And, and even purple hair girl, I, we didn't even talk about it. But purple hair girl, he says run and he's pointing to like the open field. I'd run to the other side of the cabin. Like you could run, yeah, behind, run like, backwards. Shoot me yeah. while I'm running behind the cabin or something. I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, but agreed. 
I'm all talk. I mean, I'm yeah, like, exactly. We don't zigzag, know. Zigzag, let alone literally last night I had dreams that I was in an apocalypse and I fucking hated it. And I was like, just kill me. What the hell? <laughs> like I was in an apocalypse kind of like walking dead style. Right. There's no cell phones anymore. And but like I was somewhere and then like it's like, how do you ever connect back up with humans? Mm. You know what I mean? Like what in in Walking Dead? It's Rick and what's his wife's name? I forget. Mm. Whatever. Like eventually they meet back up and it's like, how? Oh, yeah, no. At zero out of a eight billion chance. There's mm-hmm. no way. Mm-hmm. No shot. Wait, Who famously, are you trying to meet up with in your dream? Famously in an apocalypse, just kill me. Um, me. I don't know. If people you were trying to meet up with me. It wasn't, we were here, so I didn't need to meet up with you. Oh, I was with you? Both we were here. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> it's <was> Christmas. <laughs> so switching to Angela? Yeah. So we'll we'll have some end game talk now because Angela's shit is end game shit. We've been talking about end game shit. How many times am I going to use that phrase um, in the last couple episodes? But now it's really getting there. She's finding out the fact that Bay Harbor butcher was on her screen and it's in her head. I don't, I really can't see season two unless she dies. No, but let's talk about it. She's doing her damn thing. Just like you said, she's a bad bitch. She's finding out what's going on. She goes to the one uh, drug dealer. He f- tells Wait, her. Let's talk first about it's Logan never even told her that story, really. Like she was away in New York and yeah. Logan offhandedly was like t- trying to gas Dexter up, which is so funny. This guy is so off base. Well, because he Logan totally, so he totally hit on her. He said, let's go get a he drink. He wants a banger. Yeah. Yeah. He wants a that- banger. He's like, if you ever want to go get a drink, I'm sure Dexter would want to do that with you. He's a yeah. good dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? But he's so off base. And um, so I guess since she was in New York, Logan wrote kind of wrote up that case without telling Angela. And he was, I guess, doing Dexter a solid. At this point, Jim Lindsay is seems like a staple in the, oh, in yeah. the neighborhood. For and, he years. Knows, and, yeah. He, yeah, and he knows that, like, oh, he just tried to beat up this guy because he hurt Harrison. Like, he's just being a protective dad. But then Logan said the thing about him beating him up. So she was like, what the fuck goes there? The needle. I knew the needle was going to come back to haunt him. But you're so happy. You said it. You're going to be so pissed if she found the needle. Oh, not the needle mark, but the needle. Yeah. The needle itself. I was like, if there's ketamine in that needle and it's still sitting exactly there, I'm going to die. But then, of course, he walks her through it and then shows the needle mark and the needle mark in the neck opens the flood. Yeah, because that's exactly what she looks for when she's uh, at the corners for the autopsy. First of all, what an absolute loser of a coroner didn't yeah, you, even catch the. That's awful. Neck. Yeah, that is awful. It's so bad, especially when you say like I did the tie screen. I know there's ketamine. He's given all these explanations about the other drug dealer and she's bringing up this. Can it be this? Can it be that? Can it be anything other than an OD accidental? And he's like, nah, it's all good. And she's like, what about this freaking needle mark in his neck? You yeah. think he's needling his own neck to put ketamine in it? A needle marks usually that big. It looks like someone shot him with a BB gun and went through his neck. The only way I, I'm thinking, like, I liked that they gave like a bruise to the kid. I don't remember if it was yeah. if it was on the second guy, but the bruise, because it's like, you know, Dexter's just plunging it into his neck. It's not like you're taking care. And sometimes you do get bruised anyway from a needle, like when you give blood or whatever. So plunging it into his neck and, you know, he's doing it like real fast. I'm glad they gave like a bruise and stuff. But yeah, I don't I don't freaking know if the, the needle mark should have been that prominent. So what is the original thing 
that made Angela sketchy about Dexter besides the fact that his name is Dexter? Like, it why was, did her brain ever go that to he's a murderer, maybe? So it was Jamie. It was Molly. Molly. In, in the room with her. And she says, it was that whole conversation. How could Dexter sure, have known sure. to follow me? How could Dexter have known to intervene? How could Dexter have shown up at the diner? This is weird. But, you know, I would do a pod on it, but he's your boyfriend and there's nothing he's not telling you. Right. So then she kind of was just like, oh, shit, he's yes, a huge <laughs> thing. He's not telling anybody else besides I just found out that he's Dexter Morgan. So then it turned into. You know, like she wasn't necessarily even still saying he's a killer, but she gets to the guy just to get more of the story because she was like, this is weird. He's beating the shit out of this drug dealer. Then the story turns into he's only beating the shit out of him as soon as the cops show up. Why would you do it as soon as the cops show up? And then he's like, talking yeah, about she's the needle smart. His, yeah, talking about the needle in the neck. And then she's like, whoa, OK, all right. That's she's one like, thing. Google, Google, Google. <laughs> Can I don't know. Miami. <laughs> I literally said I did say Bay Harbor Butcher is going to show up when she does that. But that is very weird because I don't remember if they talked about season two saying like these are bodies in the ocean. Like, are, you re- are they tox screening and still having ketamine? Yeah, in them? right. I'm cracking up. It's like, wait a second. What is the cause of death of these chopped up bodies in this bag? <laughs> Yeah, the ketamine's still you know in there I mean? and from from however many years they're in the ocean. If there's no blood flow, maybe it doesn't leave the body. Like if it's not actually being pumped out, it'll stay. But it's fucking ridiculous. Know. I love it. It's hilarious. But um, so just picture this. So, of course, she gets the ketamine bit from the corner. She then Google, Google, Googles. And <laughs> the Bay Harbor Butcher episode pops up. I'm just like thrilled because, if, you know, she listens to it. Right. Mm-hmm. She's like, let me uh, if, like, you're just going to listen to your girl like Molly tell the story. And it's like Molly in that episode, which we heard the clip of was literally like they think it's Sergeant Dukes, but he was out on a special agent thing across the sea. There's no way. And she's like, the hell, like all yeah. the dots are going to connect. Molly is a great character. One for comedy and two for just like to be the glue between that entire case. And this besides like um, Angel, of course, but Molly was a great character to add to be kind of like the encyclopedia of murders. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they did need that. They needed that. And I didn't really I don't think I understood that that's what it was going to be in the beginning. I think when they introduced her character, we were all kind of like, oh, she's just going to be the part comic of the relief reason. and like, yeah, part comic of the Matt relief, Daddy also- and Matt stuff. Yeah. Well, that and also like maybe she will dig into Dexter more, but more as a brand new thing, not kind mm-hmm. of like going backwards type deal. I don't know. I just I I liked her character from the start. I also just really like Jamie Chung in real life. It's going to be interesting because if you really think about Dexter's life and if Angela and she will, but if she goes into his life more, the trailer shows she's going to listen to that podcast next episode. So she's going to start finding shit out about what you're saying about the Bay Harbor Butcher, about Dokes, this and that. But. If you look into Dexter's life as a non-biased person, you're like, okay, we have a guy who had his wife murdered. Okay. We have a guy who had his sister who disappeared slash is dead. And we have him faking his own death. Now we have him doing this and that and this and that and this and that in my hometown. If you're Batista, Masuka, or anyone who's a friend and you're too close to it and Rita dies, you feel bad for Dexter. He's your boy. Then when Deb and Dexter die, 
quote unquote, maybe that's when they start getting a little suspicious. But Dexter's long gone by then. So anything that's happened in seasons one through seven slash eight are you're too close to it end as the Miami friends. But now Angela, who's going to be totally non-biased. And if she uses Molly, I don't know if she's going to use Molly, because again, like I said, if you add somebody else into the picture, then it's definitely end game. But either way, she's non-biased and she's going to be looking into Dexter. She's going to be like, this is too sketchy. This is too crazy that you're having your wife murdered. Your sister's dead. You're faking your own death. There's puncture holes in people. You're you're here every moment that something crazy is happening now. She's going to get him. We just don't know if she's going to get him in the way where I have you like LaGuardia had you and then she dies and she doesn't it doesn't come out or if this is really the end of season one of New Blood and we're done. It's the series is over. Um, I did like that. She had a picture of him and Batista at their yeah. bowling tournament. But I'm telling you, if she doesn't call Batista now, I'm pissed. You yeah, got to call Batista. She's like, God, she knows back. something, man. Bring yeah, our boy back for another blood. app. At least get him on the phone. Agreed. I agree. You nailed it. I don't really have much to add there. I think that I'll be mad if they kill Angela. And that's just kind of how they re- they solve him. Like, he, she's a great character. Don't just kill her again. They've already done that. Like you said, with LaGuardia, like, don't don't do that. I think Angela is going to be part of the end game. And if they really, 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 really wanted to do a season two, then she'll have to die and it'll be a LaGuardia situation and then whatever. But I just think that at this point, if you give us more than this season, you're just doing fan service. And trust me, I love Dexter. I always want more Dexter, but I would rather you just give me this cool season and end it right. Yep. Agreed. We'll see. We'll see what happens, whether it's, tag team Harrison and Dexter. I think we're calling it pretty down the middle here. Like we said it last episode, they're going to become a tag team and it's going to be the two of them killing Kurt. I can't see it any other way. Yeah, I can't wait. Kurt's now, dead. Kurt's so dead. Yeah. Mad daddy is no longer living by the end of 10. Now, the last thing I want to talk about is this trailer really quick. I don't try to look too into it because, you know, we don't want to spoil anything, but our girl, Angela, she's not messing around, man. She's going to get close to Dex again. She knows he's sketchy. She's pulling a Dexter on Dexter. She literally knows he's yep. sketchy. And she's going to be like, hey, um, I'm sorry. This has been a crazy couple of weeks. Maybe you should come over for Christmas. And meantime, she's literally got him. So that's going to be very interesting. So we have a lot to look forward to here. We have the Dexter Harrison talk. We want some good answers. We have Dexter throw down with Angela. We have Dexter throw down with Kurt. We got a lot of shit going on and we're not going to see oil daddy ever again. And I can't believe it. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, stop bringing him up. I'm mad. Yeah. Right. So weird. At the end of episode 10, it's just going to be oil daddy like sitting there being like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's going to wait for his... season two. Yeah, Dexter gonna... officially picked up for season two. He's going to have the chair that turned the chair. And then he's going to have the cat. He's going to be stroking the cat, petting the cat. Yeah. <laughs> I really do think that there's two options here. We're going to have Whatever. Kurt naked, taped to the table. <laughs> <laughs> naked. Having, his, it. having yeah. his nether regions covered in, in the, um, the, the cellophane tape. And Dexter's going to finally pass the knife to Harrison. And he's going to say, do it. Wow. It's your turn. Nice. And... Here we go. One, the fork in the road. Harrison does it. 
and he says, I didn't like that. I don't want to do that. That's not right. Or he doesn't do it like I can't do it. And he puts the knife down. And then either way, Dexter realizes I'm doing the wrong thing here. I shouldn't be teaching him how to kill. I should be getting him help. That's how I think this needs to end, because if we get the thing where Harrison plunges the knife in and he's living the dream and he loves it, then you're you're doing another happy ending for Dexter when you probably shouldn't. Let's talk about let's think about Breaking Bad here. The antihero slash protagonist doesn't always get the ride off into the sunset. <laughs> I mean, really, if you really wanted to and Showtime's crazy, they could have Harrison be the new Dexter and have Dexter be like in jail or gone. But you can't have Dexter without Micah C. Hall. So I, I don't know. I also just don't think Harrison could um, carry a show. Sorry, no offense. He's he's great as Harrison, but I don't I don't think people want to watch a show of just awkward as Harrison leading it. Like it's just yeah. not. It wouldn't be interesting. Right. I agree. Yeah. That's why I want I it's, want it to be done. Yeah, and and there's there's no way that Michael Seal just comes back to be like Dexter's dad, being his like. There's just no way. Right. Like kill it, kill it, bef- put it out of its mercy. Yeah. Put, Put it give it misery. mercy. Put it out of its misery. Misery. <laughs> <laughs> Brain dead. Brain dead part a thousand on this episode. But yeah. Yeah. I think if I were to put it on the board, I say he stabs him and then says it's not for him. Okay. If I have to put or, it on the board. No, actually, I go back. Mine is he doesn't actually go through with it. He doesn't yeah, stab him. That's my put on the but board. But then he's like cool with Dexter just doing it. So, yeah, see, I, I think put on the board, he, Dexter hands him the knife and he says, all right, we got it all ready to go do it. And he can't. And then maybe Dexter does it for him. And then he's kind of like weirded out actually seeing it in person. And then he says, this isn't for me because you have to kill Kurt. I, Kurt's dying. You're not going to just say, I can't do it. Yeah, and then Kurt's, Kurt's like, you know, I think Harrison goes, I'm not really a stab in the chest kind of guy. And then rips his eyeballs and tongue out. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I don't want to stab him through bleed the out. chest. I don't want to stab him through the chest, but I want to put him in a bathtub and I want to slice his leg. <laughs> oh my God, that's actually scary. Yeah, right. I don't like that. We need to end this. Episode. Yeah, end this shit. Take us home, Kathleen. All right, y'all. Enough of that nonsense. Uh, <laughs> if you like what you heard. Give us a follow on Bitch on TV, Twitter and Instagram. Shoot us an email, any theory, any comment on any episode we do really for any show at binge on TV at gmail.com. Uh, check out our Patreon. We also have some cool episodes up on there. Yeah, we'll be back next week with episode nine. We only have two left and we have a lot of crazy theories and I can't wait to see Hannah McKay. We are Binge Town TV. And you and betcha. Thanks for listening. And you betcha. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. <laughs> <laughs>